everyone to listen to this is a bonus episode and I am your king, King Andrew. And I welcome you to my wondrous kingdom full of wonder and horses, several knights, at least a dozen swords, things of that nature. Due to a mooning-related mishap at the most recent jousting competition, my beloved court jester hath been cleft in twain. And it is for this reason that I am auditioning jesters today. And now, with a merry disposition, harlequin pattern trucker cap, and what appear to be tiny undergarments, here comes the first entrant in this most jovial competition. Please, Ben, take a seat on yonder casting couch. Now, say something funny. A goo hoo hoo! <laughs> My lord, I hate to pull the curtain back. It brings me no joy whatsoever. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just going to, here we go, uh, 4.57 p.m. from Ben. Anyone got even a hint of intro <laughs> in them? 5.01 p.m. Uh, wide on at the dad break dancing. I think that's Theo. No, but thanks for thinking of me. 5.04 from Andrew. I can do a bad one of that helps. <laughs> Closing the curtain. Nothing to say about that at all. Uh, this is your idea of funny? That was outside the curtain. Are you saying that about the agoo-hoo-hoo? Well, it depends now. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, Mentioning some kind I of feel like, curtain. Is that yeah, funny like to me? can see behind the curtain. Though, that is true. Of reality. A true jester sees behind the curtain. Yeah. That's but what alas, comedy is. The king cannot, so no. not off to a fantastic start. No, so you just we? got agoo-hoo-hoo, which I think is kind of a jester staple. Yeah, mm. and then an indication that there may be like a a separate reality larger than our own, yeah. and we're all like players on a stage. Yeah, a brief aside that indicates that this might be some sort of fable occurring in a larger, more real reality. <laughs> and now we have our second and final entrant. I'm guessing that many of the kingdom's aspiring jesters saw the jousting competition today. A weary man wearing a polo shirt, whatever that is, <laughs> bearing the embroidered logo type of an IT company, whatever that is, approaches the casting couch. Sighing deeply, he tells me that his name is Theo. Theo, riddle me this. What <laughs> is funny? So, would you like to know when you will die? <laughs> Hired <laughs> No I, I'm not I'm not interested But would you like to know <laughs> The day of And manner of your death Shackle that man He will entertain me for years to come <laughs> Would you like to feel Destiny's arrow Piercing thy chest Was that like in that episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure I watched last night? No idea, dude. No idea. Don't watch anime. It's legal. You're allowed to. It's a pervert's treat. (laughs) It's the pervert's treat. I find anime uh, to be a little cartoonish for me. You know where else I find it to be cartoonish? The Netherlands. (laughs) It's time for Dutch Corner. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm from Holland. Isn't that beer? Yeah, it is a bit. Uh, this comes to us from the NL Times. French hunter on probation after hitting Dutch tourist during wild boar hunt. <laughs> hitting him with what? Pro- probation from hunting? Probation from being French? Yeah, that's right. Probation you- from hitting someone with your car? You will as have to be like- Belgian for a while. <laughs> French hunters have been hitting Dutch people for like centuries and more. Um, um, Centuries immemorial in, 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 in memoriam in memoriam centuries in absentia. Yeah, that's right. It does seem like a, a French person going on wild boar hunts very uh, asterisk to me. Very asterisk. Mm. That is some mm. asterisk bullshit. Yeah, although I guess he was more of Celtic origin than he was French, from my understanding of the Gallic people. I see. Yeah. Did, was there any mention of a friend of the French hunter maybe carrying a men here? Like a very large 
sort of simple creature who loved just sort of eating entire roast chickens and wild boars and stuff. Yeah. That shit made me so hungry. I wanted yeah. to eat a whole, like, wild boar so bad. It, they Look, the fucking illustrations just... They pop off the page. The the scents coming off of them. Yeah, the, the blackface. The glaze on the, yep. on the yep. boar. The ways they depict the various races. <laughs> really, really it's capture really French something. style. Yeah. A 64-year-old hunter from France was given a three-month suspended prison sentence and his hunting license permanently revoked on Tuesday after he seriously injured a Dutch tourist who was driving on a freeway. That, that adds a little logistical confusion. Into what's happening here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The French hunter was on a wild boar hunt in 2020 when he accidentally hit the Dutch tourist in the shoulder, AD reported. So, Dutch guy <laughs> driving on a highway, French guy hunting a wild boar, hits him in the shoulder. How does that happen? The accident? Sorry, sorry just, just for a second. Mm-hmm. I was just checking in on the subreddit r slash the adventures of Tintin. Uh, post titled, <laughs> post titled. Why are the comics racist to only black people? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Huh. What did they to ponder? Hey, Jay was a very <laughs> Belgian man. Firstly. <laughs> like what did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I'd also like to note. Do you know how? The, how Gerard Depardieu is possibly like the best known, most well regarded French actor. Yeah, yeah I'll allow that. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he plays Obelix in the live action Asterix and Obelix, uh, at least one of them that I've the, seen. The one that came out in like the 2010s? Yeah. 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 And he is like, he is wearing the fuck out of an Obelix out- outfit. It's yeah. uh, is very funny to see. There and is. high-waisted pants are in fashion on the fellas these days. Like, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't think they make pants any higher than this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shitload of these movies. There really is. There really is. I don't know how many of them he is in. but And they're, they're, like, they're pretty faithful to the comics, but they're also not very good. This is Okay, so he's in one starting in 1999. Yeah. Uh I don't know if he reprised his role. So that was Asterix and Obelix versus Caesar, 1999. Then there was Asterix and Obelix, Mission Cleopatra, 2002. Asterix at the Olympic Games, 2008. Asterix and Obelix, God Save Britannia, 2012. And Asterix and Obelix, The Middle Kingdom, 2023. Gerard Depardieu is in all but the most recent. He's in yeah. four of these. Man. He must love getting paid. He loves cash. Loves cash. Holy Loves having fuck. a little bit of walking around money. Um, the guy from Le Samurai, uh, Alan, I don't actually know how to pronounce his Le, name. Sorry, what's that? Le Samurai? Yeah. Famous Le, sort of... Le Samurai, yeah. Le, yeah. But yeah. What, does that what do you reckon he sounds like? What is the... <laughs> what's the to- <laughs> like, can you translate for me? I hate you guys. <laughs> he plays Julius Caesar in the middle one of these movies. Vincent Castle? Oh, is it, yeah. it plays Julius Caesar in the most recent one? Yeah. Ironic because he is the most well. French looking man in the world. Yeah, he sure is. True. They, they got Catherine Deneuve. Unbelievable. Oh, they, got the, they got the Deneuve lockdown. Yeah. Uh, Going deep on Asterix here. <laughs> I was just trying to remember. It was it was a magic potion that was, was Asterix's spinach, right? Yes. yes. Brewed by the uh by the village druid Getafix. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then occasionally they run out of potions, and then like, uh oh. But Obelix always had his increased strength because he fell into a cauldron cauldron as a a, baby, baby. which kind of makes you think, why don't they just push them all in the cauldron? But then don't get every baby in there. I think Obelix has some uh, (laughs) other problems. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that Obelix is the only one that's like that? (laughs) 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 That's really weird. Now I'm not Potion saying like that a pituitary the, uh, gland kind of uh, issue, or or that the super strength cauldron has some sort of side effects. <laughs> I think if you just give them, if you give them too much magic potion all at once, the body yes. shuts down. 
Like the science is it all there. Prove a, it can prove an issue. Yeah. I could show so, you however many papers you wanted to see that look into yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, It's entirely possible that um, in an unreleased Asterix comic, uh, not put out after the editors deemed it too depressing, they chronicled uh, all of the all of the infants who died after being dumped. Oh, the, the living after. failures? And yeah, the, when yeah. they went, oh, this worked out great. Let's get some more Obelixes up in here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> You say they didn't publish that one. Yeah. <laughs> the accident took place on September 30th, 2020, around 12.30 p.m. The Dutch couple were driving on the A63 south of Bordeaux and were on their way to Spain when the rear window suddenly shattered and the man, who was a passenger in the car at the time, was hit by a bullet. According to local media, the 61-year-old Dutchman was hit in his shoulder and narrowly missed his spine. Miraculously, oh. no vital organ was hit, said a source close to the investigation. So what's the harm then, you know? Didn't hit yeah, his that's spine, a, didn't hit any of his freebie, organs. I think. That yeah. one's a mulligan. It's like in the oh. movies when, when guys go, oh, it's okay, it went through. Yeah, yeah. it's a flesh you know? wound. Didn't hit nothing yeah. important. Uh, the police investigation revealed that the bullet came from the rifle of a hunter who was hunting wild boar with a group of other hunters in the rural area at the time. After a ballistic analysis of the bullet that hit the Dutch tourist, the alleged perpetrator was identified. He is a 64-year-old man from the department of Gironde, the region around Bordeaux. The hunter, who according to his lawyer was an experienced marksman and former soldier, denied the accusation that he was responsible for the shot and the injury. That might have just happened. Yeah. <laughs> it might have just happened by itself. You know, bullets just, they're traveling all the time. So and there's no them... way to tell, like, whose is whose. Yes. There's absolutely no way. Uh, the court disagreed and sentenced him to a three-month suspended prison sentence. You know when you're just, like, hanging out with your buds next to the highway, firing your guns at wild boar and you yeah. accidentally nail a Dutch tourist through the shoulder? You know when a wild boar runs across a busy highway, <laughs> you're yeah. just letting Quick, loose there it at is. it. Stop yeah. blasting. Pop, 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 uh, pop, 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 pop. I, I don't know whether we've really gone deep enough on this. Like, So first of all, to me, it seems a little suspicious. Dutch tourists driving to Spain. Yes. I mean, they die instantly. Step outside due to the, the pale complexion and poor uh, constitution of the... You don't think that the, the Dutch are biologically rigorous enough to survive in Spain? No. Yes. Interesting. The Spanish sun? No, not, yeah. a, not for a moment. Oh, that harsh Iberian sun? Yeah. On that down soft on the peninsula? Dutch skin? Yeah. You're talking oh. down on the peninsula? Yeah. That's, yeah. Down in Iberia? Yeah. That's, I don't know much about Spanish uh, geography at all. Uh, I do know that the Iberian Peninsula is often uh, skirted by seafaring vessels. Uh, which is something that we might look into in a little segment that we call The Shipping Report. I'm itching for another edition of The Shipping Report. Um, we can't do it anymore because the guy that does it is dead. <laughs> no more Shipping Report, we're done. Is This is the first and last death on The Shipping Report. Yeah, wow, fuck, that's true. Yeah. It turns that's... out to be his. How... Fuck. Can we, can we get slightly more detail on this? Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, so I've been getting these from a website uh, that no longer exists um, called Maritime Bulletin that was the passion project of a 60-something-year-old Russian man named Mikhail Voitenko, who I have mentioned by name before because during the pandemic he became a massive anti-vax guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he, he died of a heart attack in Thailand uh, in January, and now the website's gone, and um, yeah, Oof. so no more of that, I guess. Well, maybe you could start doing the shipping report. It yeah. seems like a lot of work. Like maybe no one else you is doing could this. start doing. Yes, it. you're the, to listener. the listener. Yeah, mm. all you'd have to do Take is like up the mantle. I don't even know what how he was monitoring all this much. Information. Where yeah, he was so that's probably step from. one is to find out how he was doing it. Yes, and then replicate that. But yeah, yeah. Step two is to do it. Yeah. Probably should ask him how he was doing it when he was live. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Actually, before literally. his very sudden heart attack in his in his apartment in Thailand. Um. So yeah. Uh, didn't agree with all of his views, but did like the work that he did, uh, keeping an eye on 
international shipping yeah, incidents. You can say that about a lot of people, can't you? Can let's you? and let's go. Let's um, let's rattle them off right now. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know who does some pretty questionable things? The Mothman. It's time for Mothman Watch. Love his work, though. I love what he does. Just don't agree with his values. What happened to the to the cryptid? You seem quite certain that we had one. I really, I'm so sure. I don't know if we did. (laughs) If you've been listening to the show for long enough to know that if we had some sort of paranormal theme, please let us know. Making yeah, anything had, um, for this show is such an ordeal that I I cannot imagine forgetting something <laughs> we made. I've done I've done a lot of the songs. Yeah, yeah. you have. Fairness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me just see real quick. Cryptidwatch.mp3. Ben. Oh shit! You fucking oh. dog. You what does that sound dog. like? I mean, you could send it to me. And so I can send put it. it in I'm doing post. it right now. I'm fucking putting it in here right now. When when's it from? Is there? Oh wow! I've downloaded this before. <laughs> I just downloaded Did you just get as, a brackets one? I got a brackets two, which makes me think I might have downloaded it even more times. Okay, uh, the first time I downloaded it was the twenty third of July. The second time I downloaded it was the twenty third of July, but half an hour later, and then today, uh, file file created twenty second of July. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear what this bad boy sounds like. I know what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Residents there say they've heard unusual animal sounds at night, and several ATV riders say they've seen unusual looking creatures in the distance. Next guest may have taken one of the best ever pictures of the Loch Ness monster. That's that really good. So fucking good. Yeah, that's great. Cochy sample on there. Loch Ness monster. Sorry, I'm on a bus today. Not the Loch Ness monster. I mean, Koshi? You didn't Koshy. see Koshi on the bus. Oh, on the side of a bus. On the side of a bus. <laughs> He's the official spokesman for. Something now. Yeah, they got the the meerkats thing. You got compare oh. the meerkats plus. God. Yeah. Koshi. See enough yeah. of that cunt, honestly. A report given to Lon Strickler of the website Phantoms and Monsters, spooky, uh, regarding an incident a woman in Cicero, Illinois, had in 2020, and we're probably the first news organization to bring this to light. You know? Well, no, I got it from the Fortean, Fortean Times, um, who in turn got it from Lon Strickler. So I think we're the third. Very cool. But she only recently gave the report. So it's news. This is news. Uh, first person description of the incident here. So if you will, please picture that I am a woman in Cicero, Illinois in 2020. Oh, holy fuck. Oh, I'm hearing about this coronavirus stuff. Oh, it's a bit scary. Ah, <laughs> uh, no one would be too worried. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm explaining this right because I don't have the right words, but I am going to try. I have three kids and they're pretty active. It was a summer evening in 2020. The boys asked to go outside in the yard, so I said yes, and they headed into the back. I had to go to the bathroom, so I had to walk past my boys' room to get there. They had left the dresser light on, which was against the wall shared with the bathroom wall. When I walked past the door, something huge flew past the light, making a shadow that had wings. Not like bird wings or insects, but like those cartoons or drawings of demons, where they have like pointy edges in the flaps. I also saw a brief flash of bright red color for a second. That's the eyes. You know that's the spooky eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for real. It literally scared me so much that I jumped back and hesitated walking by the door. But I heard some toys shift and the dresser being closed. Mothman's looking for change. <laughs> <laughs> What's he getting in there? You, or maybe Mothman just likes eating socks. Uh, you know? You got Optimus Prime? You got <laughs> Optimus Prime with the trailer that transforms? <laughs> you have no idea how close you are. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no one else inside the house. 
My kids are outside with my husband, and I'm alone. Or was I? I thought. Damn. So what the hell would make that shadow? I walked into the room, and everything was normal-looking, except my son's Gundams. (laughs) (laughs) Shadow of my son's Gundam. You know when your son's Gundam doesn't look quite right? Yeah. Everything was normal looking except my son's Gundams, which are these Japanese build-yourself toys of giant robots that vary in size. They got fucking big ones over there. Yeah. They're making human piloted ones now, except they got wheels on them. I saw a video one the other day that was like transforming, except it was very obvious that the video had been sped up significantly uh, by all the people around it, like filming on their phones and then stopping to do something else for 10 minutes while it continued transforming. They should make Gundams. Yeah. Proper style. Proper yeah. style. Like, have we tried? Did we try? Well, I, I, we I'm should be trying harder. Trying right now. We should be trying harder. Yeah. We should make the uh we should make the kind of um, you know, worldwide effort that they make in Pacific Rim. But yes. before yes. the stuff happens. What? Yes. Well, you yeah. want to be prepared. Well, you yes. don't want to be caught on the back foot. Yeah. So yeah. the logic with Pacific Rim is that their blood is like highly destructive of the, the kaijus or whatever they call them in Pacific Rim. It so is you kaijus. can't use like guns and bombs on them. You need a big guy to punch them. That was the thing, right? That's why they had to have the, the Jaegers. Is that why? Oh. I'm pretty they sure. They still like shoot them with rockets and cut their arms off with swords and shit. Yeah, I guess that's the sword doesn't really make sense, does it? I think it just needs to, you got to be big. You got to be big. Right, here we fucking go. Given the Jaeger's edged weapons were most effective against kaiju, why brawl so much? It's an answer mm-hmm. here. Um, kaiju blood is toxic as shown in the expository montage at the beginning of the film. This Ooh. isn't necessarily bad for the pilot, but it seems to be much more problematic for the surrounding area. Uh, bladed weapons are more likely to spill more blood than blunt trauma from brawling. To minimize harm to the surrounding region, the pilots train to attempt clean kills first. Of course, Gypsy Danger, sorry about using the G word there, and Striker Eureka both prominently use projectile weapons to finish off their foes, but these don't seem to disperse don't seem to disperse too much kaiju viscera. Uh, beyond that, we could probably chalk it up to differences in parts' own style. Blah, they blah, blah. should have been teaching the pilots Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They yes. should have got them into grappling arts. Yep. The grappling Judo. arts. They should have been yeah. choking those bad boys out, you know? I wish the Jaegers had done Aikido. The Gundam that's normally up on the shelf, too high for my kids to reach, was down on the dresser, away oh. from the other three that are on the shelf above. Picture that, folks. One of these Gundam is not where it belongs, with its friends. Now, normally I would just assume that my son was fixing it or something, but it just didn't add up, as I had been inside doing laundry, putting clothes in that same dresser just a few minutes before. My why, son... you, why is his toys in a place where the children can't reach them? Well, they're not toys, okay? Okay. They're art. Yeah. I mean, they are a toy while you're assembling them, but after that, art. You have to assemble them? Okay. That's the whole fun of Gundams. Oh, I know shit about Gundams. You've got to painstakingly assemble the little fuckers and then paint them and stuff. Oh, explanation here for you, Theo. Um, my son hadn't been in his room, and my other son could not reach them and would break them if he grabbed them. Okay, yeah, you got a little shitty Jaden or Braden situation, right? I mean, look, no, that's... Cole, put no, that down. <laughs> when I went outside, I asked everyone if they'd been moving the Gundams. <laughs> Come on, lady. (laughs) Or fixing them, and instantly my oldest was concerned someone broke it and had to go check. My condoms. My my condoms. Mom. Mom, did you break my condom? Mom. Mom. Those ones. (laughs) Someone's been touching my freaking condoms. I put my condom in this pose on purpose, Mom. (laughs) You're such a stupid bitch. Voice from downstairs. Why did you just call your mother? (laughs) (laughs) Americans are so stupid. (laughs) Shut up, Ron. You're not even my real dad. (laughs) I can't wait till I get my own place so I can have as many condoms as I like. 
Oh, and the tragedy is that Ron bought all of these Gundams for no, Jaden, Braden, and he Cole. Wanted, he wanted you to love him. Yeah, you know? and like he listened when you said, no, I already have that Gundam, Ron. He's like, okay. And he got the, the cool ones. You can get the bad ones. He got the cool Gundams, and you're still so fucking rude to Ron. Mm. Now, when we return... <laughs> Sorry. Now, when he returned from their room, he was annoyed, asking me why I was making stuff up about the Gundams, because they're yeah. all in their places. Mom, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> I asked about the one on the dresser, and he said, no, you put it back just fine. Thank you for being gentle. I cannot reach the shelf without a chair or stepladder, and neither of those things are in their room. So whatever moved that thing made me look crazy or like I was playing some prank. You're getting Gundam gaslit by the Mothman. Gundam gaslit by the Mothman. Mothman's like, oh, I moved the Gundams. Tell everyone the Gundams have been moved. Wink. Quick, quick, run out. Yeah. I'm putting them back. <laughs> I'm putting them back. Perfect. <laughs> Mothman I'm doing his shitty little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this will show him. And then he slams into the light bulb a bunch of times before he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's the moon. <laughs> uh. So what was in the room? And how was it big enough to cast a shadow that darkened the whole room? Maybe it was just my mind playing tricks on itself. But my dog hasn't gone into the boy's room since. Both of my boys slept in the living room last night, saying they kept hearing scraping and scratches in the wall behind the dresser. Okay, well, you got rats. I don't think the Mothman is in the walls. He's too big. Yeah, he's well, too big. He's yeah, far Mothman's too big. Mothman's like six foot Well, four. he could reach up onto the top of that Gundam shelf. That's right. So we know he's big. Yeah, what he you- could probably just pick you up and like spin you around if he, if he wanted to. Like, just sort of like snatch you off your feet and kind of like carry you onto the bed. Yeah. Throw you on there, yeah. He didn't look that muscular, but he held you like so effortlessly, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, you are." You have like a covert strength about you that I guess now that I'm looking at you, I can see it in the way you hold yourself, Mothman. You, you you can't see like how ripped he is and how vascular he is under that kind of fuzzy, dusty coating. Yes, you know? until he's holding you in his arms, and you see those biceps tense. You're like, mm. "Oh, mm. fuck!" Got those pythons Damn. under there. He's got he's got cum gutters, I say, as I feel him slamming into me. Yeah. Ah, I'm covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mom, he... why is there dust all over your bedroom? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Dust with just like big, big ass prints in the bed. <laughs> what do we reckon the mo- taken out of the curtains? Bald by the Mothman. Oh, What's no. she suggesting that the Mothman? Is up to. Like, other than making her seem crazy. Yeah. Like, it's always fun to try and, like, work out what... It's the, the, like, a light came on in my house, but there was no one there to switch on. So, like, a ghost's just there flicking the switch? Yeah. Is that the implication? He picked up and inspected your son's Gundams. Yeah. Do you think it was sort of like a... He's come into the human world and just been like, what is Gundam? <laughs> and then he's, he's put them back and he's gotten out of there and then he's slipped into the walls. He's been trying to scratch his way out ever since. And your dog has Mothman sense. So I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going in there. There's a goddamn Mothman in there. Stay well maybe out. he had maybe he had uh yeah, one of the one of the Gundams with big wings and he was just picking it up and looking at it like it was a mirror. <sighs> yeah. Know? Or trying to work out whether oh. it's a threat. He saw himself in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Maybe he thought that like the Gundam was an idol, you know, mm. of of a, a figure like him. Yeah, maybe he had more nice. in common with these people, these dustless people. Yes, than yes. he thought. A yeah. Good, good. They worship me here. Oh, excellent. <laughs> oh fuck! They're here. coming. <laughs> oh shit! It's the moon. <laughs> bang! 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 <laughs> Gonna head towards that streetlight. Uh, we still don't know for certain whether the Mothman is part of nature or not. There are other things that are part of nature, and we talk about those things in Nature Corner. Roads, 
Press release from the Max Planck Institute. Oh, fuck. I should have used the ape variant, shouldn't I? Yes. Oh, well. Great apes playfully tease each other. That's just fun. That's <laughs> just nice. In a study recently published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B, scientists from the University of California, Los Angeles, the Max Planck Institute of Animal Behavior, Indiana University, and the University of California, San Diego report evidence of playful teasing in the four great ape species. Let's list them all off together, the four great ape species. Okay. Orangutans. Correct. Chimpanzees. You're reading off the fucking document. You haven't memorized the four great ape species. Gorilla. Yes. There's got one. And the fourth one, also the name of an electronic artist. Baboon. (laughs) Do you guys catch the baboon boiler room set? That was fucking crazy. Bonobo. The answer is bonobo. Bonobo. Yeah. The guys with the noses. Do they have crazy noses, bonobos? Do they have proboscis? Bonobo proboscis? Is bonobo the one with his his dick out? Bonobos don't have noses. You were thinking of proboscis monkeys, you dumb motherfucker. Proboscis monkey, yeah. Yeah, I love a proboscis monkey though. Look at that guy. Fucking Squidward with a Jacobian ruff. Yes. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. It's better than the ones with no nose that look like little little skeletons. Which ones are those guys? It's uh it's the snub nosed monkey. Carrying my concealed snub nosed monkey. This is great. Oh, I see what you mean. They have Michael Jackson oh, nose. Oh no. They do oh, no. look they do look a lot. I'm not I don't even want to say it, but Johnny like, Depp, can you hear me in there? <laughs> This one, if you monkey guys looks, were looking at the images we were looking at, <laughs> you'd be loving it. You'd be oh loving my god, it. you'd be having such a good time. Yeah, great apes are excellent candidates for playful teasing as they are closely related to us, engage in social play, show laughter, and display relatively sophisticated understandings of other others' expectations. Says are we Isabel talking, Lauma. We're we talking like roughhousing here. We we're talking. Uh, what are we talking here? Like, uh, I think they would actually put rough under play behavior. This is closer to silly buggers, I think. Oh. Um, and I think you do have to have a sophisticated understanding of others' expectations in order to subvert them for real comedy. Yes. You know? That's right. You expect a good episode of a podcast. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> Pulled the rug out from under you, and that's pra- funny. Practicated by the best. The team analyzed spontaneous social interactions that appeared to be playful, mildly harassing, or provocative. It's the three fundamental cornerstones of comedy. Playful, harassing, Mm -hmm. provocative. During these interactions, the researchers observed the teaser's actions, bodily movements, facial expressions, and how the targets of the teasing responded in turn. They also assessed the teaser's intentionality by looking for evidence that the behavior was directed at a specific target, that it persisted or intensified, and that the teasers waited for a response from the target. So that was an awful lot of words. But I think we're kind of looking at like a, ah, hey, hey, ah, ah, hey, 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 ah. We're sort of looking for that behavior in the great apes. The researchers found that orangutans, chimpanzees, bonobos, and gorillas all engaged in intentionally provocative behavior, frequently accompanied by characteristics of play. They identified 18 distinct teasing behaviors. Many of these behaviors appear to be used to provoke a response or at least to attract the target's attention. Quote, it was common for teasers to repeatedly wave or swing a body part or object in the middle of the target's field of vision, hit or poke them, (laughs) stare closely at their face, disrupt their movements, pull on their hair, or perform other behaviors that are extremely difficult for the target to ignore. This is, I mean, this is just Finn's behavior with his younger brother as well. I think they're describing bullying yeah. at this stage. Of just like, hey, getting right up in your grill. What's up? Hey, oh, are you trying to do something? Grabbed your like arm. Knowing about the behavior of, of um, apes, like mm. that, that, has to be 
because they're dickheads, right? Like most of, uh, like I think we can say, uh, at this point, like most primates on an individual level uh, are fuckwits. Yes, mm. correct. They're rude. Yes. Yep. Disrespectful. Selfish. Slovenly. Yes. Uncouth. Unhygienic quite often as well from what I've seen. Yes. At yes. the zoo. Yeah. And you know what? Primates includes man. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. So really, you know, when we're pointing the finger, we're pointing the finger at us. Yes. And also the apes. And the apes. I'm pointing one finger at the gorilla and four fingers. When you, <laughs> when you point one finger at yourself, <laughs> the other four fingers point at <laughs> great apes. <laughs> One, One for each grade. That's right. With a, although, point, a finger although, at yourself, you point one finger at a bonobo, one finger at a chimpanzee, one finger at an orangutan, and one finger at a gorilla. What if we all pointed each other? Hold on. <laughs> someone's someone's got to point at us, and we also need to point at the listeners. Yeah. And yeah. someone's got to be pointing at those. And apes. who's and who's pointing at the stars? Nobody. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Take a step mm. What could, what could what be out there now. and who's pointing at it? Yeah. Who's pointing <laughs> at us from the stars? Yeah. Oh, I don't like thinking about that. Yeah. Well, they are pointing for or maybe more or Ooh. fewer fingers back at themselves. <laughs> we don't know what their hands are like. Although playful teasing took many forms, the authors note that it differed from play in several ways. Playful teasing in great apes is one sided. <laughs> Very much coming from the teaser, <laughs> often throughout the entire interaction and rarely reciprocated, explains Cartmel. Ha 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 ha! I got you. I You're got getting you. so annoyed. You're like so annoyed right now. Look how annoyed you are. Oh, you're so angry. Oh, you get really mad. Bonzo sitting there, stone faced, completely yeah. silent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing like the Mothman. <laughs> Uh, the animals also rarely use play signals like the primate, quote, play face, which is yeah. similar to what we would call a smile. Uh, oh, my God. He's totally doing the play face right now. He's play facing. Hey, 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 don't look. I think that guy over there is play facing at you. God, the ick. I saw him doing play face. <laughs> it's just like really undignified for like a man to do. I just don't look. look don't like it. It's not good. Playful teasing mainly occurred when apes were relaxed and shared similarities with behaviors in humans. Quote, similar to teasing in children, ape playful teasing involves one-sided provocation, uh, response waiting in which the teaser looks towards the target's face directly after a teasing action, uh, repetition, and elements of surprise. Bah! Uh, no, I got you. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> uh, okay. No, that was the last one. I pro- Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And bam, you're punched in the face by another gorilla. Uh, the researchers noted that Jane Goodall and other field primatologists had mentioned similar behaviors happening in chimpanzees many years ago, but this new study was the first to systematically study playful teasing. From an evolutionary perspective, the presence of playful teasing in all four great apes and its similarities to playful teasing and joking in human infants suggest that playful teasing and its cognitive prerequisites may have been present in our last common ancestor at least 13 million years ago, explains Lauma. Uh, We hope that our study will inspire other researchers to study playful teasing in more species in order to better understand the evolution of this multifaceted behavior. We also hope that this study raises awareness of the similarities we share with our closest relatives and the importance of protecting these endangered animals. I think it's very cool um, that there's sort of like four species of great ape, you know, like the best of the best. Yeah. What if there was like the four species of great fish and we had to pick four really good fish species? Mm. Tuna. Yes. Yeah. Marlin. Yes. Hey, we can talk about fish more in this installment of Scamwatch. It's time for Scamwatch. Warning, warning. Someone has successfully or unsuccessfully attempted a scam and must be judged. This is Scamwatch. This comes to us from WVIT in Connecticut. The VIT. Yeah, I'd say so. Fair fishing. 
polygraph testing used in local bluefish tournament. How do they get them on the fish? <laughs> you are maybe <laughs> the Bunta Vista Comedian of the Week. Yes. Are we going to go with Tim Valley or Tim Valet? I want to say Valet. Tim Valet of Terryville reeled in a memorable 15.18 pound bluefish in August. His catch was a memory he and his fishing buddies from the Waterbury Deep Sea Fishing Club will never forget. Quote, I was feeling very lucky, Valet said. Okay. The club chartered the Tartan 2 out of Niantic to compete in the greatest bluefish tournament on earth in 2023. Now, that is the name yeah, of the yeah. event. This is not WVIT making a qualitative judgment. It's also not us. We are not claiming. I don't know anything about bluefish tournaments. Uh, the 41-year-old tournament has drawn thousands of anglers into the Long Island Sound on a summer weekend. While it's been months since Filet caught that bluefish, he and the club members remember it like yesterday. They showed NBC Connecticut Response, uh, which is their like consumer plaints, complaints thing for the TV station. Uh, they showed NBC Connecticut Response consumer reporter Caitlin Birchall where they were all positioned on the Tartan 2 when Filet reeled in the big one. Quote, Kevin was fishing to my left. Rick was fishing to my right. Chris was standing over there, Valet said. There's nothing better than being out, getting the salty breeze with Kevin, Rick. Kevin to the left of me, Rick to my right. Here I am, standing somewhat relative to Chris in some direction. He and the members say seven people witnessed him land the fish on his own. Quote, it was a big fish, said Mike Stepsky, the captain of the Tartan 2. It's a tournament Stepsky has participated in for decades. Quote, we were so excited to finally get a win because we've been, I've been doing this tournament since I was a little kid, Stepsky said. Valet's catch on the Tartan 2 put him in second place on the leaderboard, but his bragging rights and dreams of a $7,500 prize did not last long. The tournament rules state first, second, and third prize winners are required to take and pass a polygraph test. Valet mm. failed the test. Oh. Mm. The Benny Sheen's in the same boat. The Long Islander failed the polygraph test too, disqualifying him from winning $25,000 for first place. Uh, Sheen caught the more than 20-pound fish aboard his friend's boat. Quote, from the get-go, people didn't believe it just because it was a very large fish. Anyone could have caught that fish. We were fishing next to 250 boats in the middle of everybody. It wasn't like we did anything different, Sheen said. It's just fishing, baby. It's just fishing, baby, yeah. During the greatest bluefish tournament on earth, local tackle shops must verify the weight and condition of the fishermen's catches. But then there's the lie detector test. General Manager Kristen Oakson told NBC Connecticut Responds in part, quote, we take great pride in upholding the rules that govern the competition which includes catching fish within the specified timeframes and within clearly defined boundaries. The captains of the boats that Valet and Sheen were on say both men legitimately reeled in their big catches in bounds. Quote, we have it on video. The pictures, everything he did, he gets disqualified. I don't know, said Zach Auer, who was captaining the boat Sheen was on during his catch. Quote, I run the boat. I told him the position where we caught the fish. We have everybody in the boat who witnessed the catch. For some reason, he failed the lie detector test, and I don't even understand how that's possible. Stepsky, who's Filet's mm. captain, said. Mm. Well, there could be, it could be one way that's possible. Yeah, is that they're absolutely fucking they're, they're bogus. Dog shit. They're yeah. stupid. Yeah, they're, they're they not real. Yeah. yeah. And the, then the sniffer dog came by, <laughs> sat, sat down next to him, right next to him. It smelt lies. It smelt fish lies on the man. Yeah. Different kind of sweat. Yeah. The sweat when of a, a fish lion. Fish lion. Yeah. Quote, fish it's lion a well-established... scent of a fish lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a well-established tradition to polygraph top potential winners, Oakson said. She said before the 2023 season, just one angler had ever been disqualified during her involvement with the tournament. NBC Connecticut Responds reached out to Charles Morgan for his expert opinion on using a polygraph to verify the results of a fishing tournament. Americans love to fucking run a polygraph for a fishing tournament. Yeah. They love just like whatever's going to give them just that little bit of 
cop authority. How can we Americanize this just like a little bit more? Mm. Yeah. Only way they could make it better is to execute you when you fail the test. Yes. Just like on the spot. Pop, pop. Uh, the University of New Haven professor said he does not think it's a good way to sniff out a cheater. So they asked a, they asked a professor for this. Yes. Uh, yeah. From the University of New Haven, they said, hey, how's this polygraph test? And he said, don't do that. Yeah. And his hair's probably blue, by the way. Yes. Mm. Pronouns and stuff. Yeah. Quote, if I were in their shoes, I'd challenge that. I wouldn't accept that, Morgan said, of Valet and Sheen's disqualifications. The forensic psychiatrist studies the detection of deception and he's a former CIA intelligence officer. Okay. Yeah. CIA's gone woke. Yeah, he's like, no, no, you can't get anything from a lie detector. You got to waterboard these guys. You have guys. to fucking torture these guys at a black site. Yeah. If you really want to get anything out of them. Quote, the polygrapher, the polygrapher, is going to interpret any anxiety reaction as a sign of lying, and so that could genuinely raise the heart rate or the blood pressure, the skin conductance, and make them look like a liar, when in fact, it could be the normal worry that someone has, Morgan said. The problem About with that what? Of- <laughs> as they're strapping the wires onto you and accusing you of cheating? Yeah. God, I hope I get that $7,500. Uh, the problem with that kind of test is that you have lots of chances to look guilty when you're not. And that's why he says the results of these tests are not admissible as evidence in court in Connecticut. You're telling other people that I'm a dishonest person and you've used a non-scientific and invalid scientific device, Morgan said. Someone's got to shut this guy up. Yeah. I'd be pretty mad if I got tarred as a cheater in my beautiful fishing community. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, remember when you caught that big fish? Not. You liar. Well, you did catch the fish, but fish we're, liar. We're suggesting that you caught it out of bounds or out of the the time frame, and then lied about it, and then convinced everyone else on the boat to lie about it. I feel like it's actually the fishing organization doing some kind of elaborate joke about how fishermen always lie about how big the fish was. Well, who's laughing now? <sighs> no one. Yeah. Certainly not the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be called a liar when you know you were doing the right thing, you know? Me. Sheen said, reflecting on his disqualification. I want to be told I'm a bad boy, preferably in front of a crowd. Uh, what do my children think? They think I was lying? What does my family think? You know? I think cast oh. doubt on my integrity, Valet said. Is is his wife doing the fucking... I, I don't respect you anymore and I'm going to... Tiny little dick out yeah. jerking it off on that stage? Yeah, like a little boy dick. Yeah. What does well, Kevin think? You should have pushed back on the lie detector, you fucking you pussy. Yeah. Why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say <laughs> something? You make twice as much as the polygrapher does. Kevin and Rick won't talk to me. Chris won't yeah. even look at me. Because of Valet and Sheen's disqualifications, the third and fourth finishers on the leaderboard ended up as first and second place winners. Tournament organizers tell us they have full confidence these anglers adhered to all of the rules. Remember the captain of Sheen's boat, Zach Auer? Yes. Oh, boy, do I. I remember him from earlier? Well, he Never was the official it. fourth place winner of the greatest bluefish tournament on earth in 2023. Mm. That means he was the number two. But they were on the same fucking boat. So what the fuck? Uh, he was sent a check prize from the tournament despite Sheen's disqualification. Two others on his boat placed in the top ten too. According to tournament rules, anglers who place below third do not have to take a polygraph to claim a prize. Oh, I'm so mad. So he likely did. If there was fraudulent behavior, and I'm not saying there is because I don't think there was. Any, I am. I am. He, he would have done the exact same thing, except they don't have to polygraph test him. So he's just coasting on in there. It's a good strategy. What the fuck is really? this system? I don't, think, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good system. I'm just going to say it. I think there's some problems. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, everybody makes mistakes. Pobody's nerfed. Pobody's nerfed. No, no. Pobody's nerfed. No. Whoopsie daisy. No.
This comes to us from Sky News. U.S. man sues Powerball lottery after apparent $340 million jackpot win turns out to be a mistake. Whoopsies. Oh. Just kidding. They moonlighted him? They moonlighted him. Yeah. Like from the movie Moonlight? No, from the the awards. Oh, that thing that happened where they got the award letters mixed up. They got the awards wrong, and they oh. gave it to uh, they gave it fucking they gave it to Moonlight, and then they're like, oh, "Hang we on meant a La second, La Land. yeah, it's it's for the worst movie." Yeah. I like that Moonlight. That was a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. A U.S. man who thought he'd won three hundred and forty million dollars on a lottery is suing the organizers and a website which published his numbers. It has said by mistake. John Cheeks alleged he saw his numbers on the DC Lottery website the 8th of January 2023 after buying a ticket for the Powerball draw held the day before. In his legal action, he has claimed his chosen numbers, a mix of family birthdays and other numbers of personal significance, were online for three days. Mr. Cheeks told NBC4 Washington, affiliate of Sky News' US partner NBC News, he, quote, got a little excited. But yeah. didn't shout, didn't scream. Kept it together. Yeah. I just politely called a friend. I took a picture, as she recommended, and that was it. I went to sleep. You fucking kidding me? I'm not going to sleep after that. You no. just found out you just won $340 million, and you're like, oh, oh well, tomorrow's going to be huge. I'm yeah, like immediately buying the biggest bag of cocaine man has ever seen. <laughs> I'm buying. Basically, my whole life has changed at this point. Point. Yeah, I have Nothing to really I, think I through is, yeah. everything. This is going to change the nature of my personal relationships and my living yeah. circumstances irrevocably. Time to hit the hay. Uh, quote, I'm not a regular except for when the jackpot goes up, he said. So he's playing it smart. Mm-hmm. But the numbers posted on the website were not those pulled out in the drawer because according to Mr. Cheeks's case, a lottery contractor, Washington-based Teoti Enterprises, accidentally posted the wrong numbers. That it was quote a mistake. I'm I'm just going to say it. Party foul. Yes, that's a bad thing to do to a person. Don't get that wrong. I think when you say that, you have to give them the three hundred and forty million dollars. I kind of think you do as well. That's my official legal opinion. Yeah, on this one. it's like if the tag says the price. On yep. the shelf. Yeah, yes. you've got to run yeah. it through on that. Scanning and you take policy. it up to the person at the, and you yell, you have to scream right in the in the cashier's face. Yeah. The, the, it the fucking price, says! Actually, if, and and that, what it says on the sign. And then they have to ring up someone else to like get them to go and check and then you're all just standing there waiting. Yeah. And the conversation's very bad because you just, you yelled at that person. Yeah, and it turns out store policy is that like it's not actually they don't have to if the if the sign's wrong they don't have to supply it for that sign. Well, you do price. You you absolutely do. Do you? Yes. Well, at least oh. when I worked at Woolworths, if you've advertised ago, it at that price, right? That is the the scanning policy is that if it, you've got to match whatever it said on the ticket. Uh, That's probably so that people don't get killed with like a, a hammer. Yeah, there's probably just stop hammer deaths, I think. Hammer deaths. Nowadays, yeah. I don't know if you've seen these in your sort of modern Woolworths and Coles's. They got those little, um, they got digital price tickets instead of paper ones. Just like millions of little uh, little screens. Oh, little bits of e-waste? Yeah, little, millions of little bits of e-waste that I'm sure fuck out all the time. Whenever I see something like that, my first Straight thought is, in the hey, how could that ever go wrong? Yes. Uh, in his lawsuit, Mr. Cheeks said when he tried to claim on the ticket, it was rejected. You can't laugh at Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> I can. He, he said when he tried to claim it, it was rejected, and he met another brick wall at the Washington Office of Lottery and Gaming Prize Center. He said, Oh, he em- went cheeks against the wall? <laughs> That's right. He said an employee, he told him the ticket was, quote, no good, and he should, quote, just throw it in the trash can, adding, quote, you're not going to get paid. There's a trash can right there. Oh, <laughs> this guy's solving the problem right here. Don't say it that many times. Yeah. Hey. I can't stress this enough. Put your it ticket in is the dog trash. shit. Uh, Mr. Cheeks put the ticket in a safe deposit box instead, he said, and contacted a lawyer. 
As for the lengthy gap between the alleged events and his case being filed, Mr. Cheeks said he has been immersed in his work as he is trying to set up a bank for people who don't qualify for traditional mortgages. Oh boy, don't do that. Mm. <sighs> I just don't think like you as one person can start a bank for people that be... don't pass credit checks. <laughs> like, sure, we should look after the people. That... Yes. But also... Yeah. 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 I don't know about that. Might have been easier if you had $340 million, though. Yeah, you could just give him the money. Yeah, shame about that. Um, Mr. Cheeks' lawyer, Richard Evans, uh, this is lawyer Dick, uh, they have said that one of their contractors made a mistake. I haven't seen the evidence to support that yet. Even if a mistake was made, the question becomes, what do you do about that? (coughs) There is a president for this precedent for this a similar case that happened in iowa where a mistake was admitted to by a contractor and they paid the winnings out oh shit that's a yeah that's that's a tough one that's helpful yeah like (laughs) i think you kind of we found a case but uh you're not gonna like what it says it says that we have to give this man 340 million dollars i feel like you kind of have to i don't know they have to give the man one third of a billion? Yes. I believe you have to give this man one third of a billion dollars because you did a typo in a very crucial thing that you published to the TV and yeah. a website. Imagine being the fucking IT guy. You're really going to hear Put about it. Put the wrong feed in. Yeah. Yeah. You really fucked us on this one, yeah. Jeff. To the tune of a quarter of a <laughs> billion dollars. That's coming out of your paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming out of your next 1,500 years of paychecks. Yeah. We're just going to get a guy in to kill you <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> now, don't go anywhere. He'll be hey, here Jeff, next week. Um, I, you you recognize uh, the area manager? Greg, yeah, sorry. We just want to have a quick um, chat with you, just like a little sit down. We're going to kill you right now because you <laughs> fucked us so bad. We're actually going to beat you to death with hammers, the two of us. Because we're absolutely fucked beyond belief because of what you did. <laughs> like, this isn't even our main business. Like, It's not possible for us to be any more fucked. <laughs> yeah, you know how I'm many zeros newspapers and greeting cards? <laughs> but not anymore because of you. Yeah. No, we don't do anything, Jeff. We just kill a guy with hammers and then run. Yeah, we go. We kind of flip of the coin whether we kill ourselves or we head on, head on over to the Iberian Peninsula. Forever. Yeah, we're thinking suicide by cop at the moment, <laughs> but we'll just see where the afternoon goes. Yeah. Powerball, the multi-state lottery association, Teoti Enterprises and various government bodies named in the lawsuit have been approached for comment uh, for NBC said. Teoti has managed the DC Lottery website since 2022, it's said on its own site. Jeff, you are Bunta Vista's bozo of the week. Yeah. You fucked it so bad. You fucked up. They have to give this guy some money, right? The mental state you would enter into after finding out that you won a third of a billion dollars. How low are we going, though? I give him 10 grand. 500, yeah. Like, that'd make a pretty fucking big difference in anyone's life. He can start that bank he's always wanted to found. Yeah. <laughs> With his 10 grand. I need a home loan. Here's five grand. Please give I that think, back. I think the number's got to have six zeros after it, personally. You're like, 10 mil? That's seven zeros. Any, any kind of... 100 mil? Any kind <laughs> of million. That's all I'm saying. After I've been promised $340 million... I'm not walking yeah. away with less money than it takes to buy a Toyota Prius. You know? This is going to sound very stupid, but I think that I would respond exactly the same if you told me I had won a million dollars and if I'd won $340 million. Yeah. Like, it's like exit from society. It's exactly the same to me either way. I don't I'm do like, anything Holy now. fuck, that's a lot of money. Oh, it's only a million dollars? Yeah. Holy fuck, that's a lot of money. I could almost buy a house. <laughs> what would the way that things are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Tell me but, about it. Yeah, never buy a house. I think that was an episode of the podcast, Buenta Vista. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it is still a freemium free for one more week after this. So 
you're going to get one more bonus episode um, for free for free uh, if you're if you're a freebo um, if you're a paybo you're going to keep getting those bonus episodes consider we're hoping, we're hoping ideally that you will uh, miss the 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 bonus episodes absence will make the heart grow fonder instead yes. of you listening to both episodes a week for a month and thinking wow that's too much i fucking hate Ooh, guys. you know what i'm not listening to this ever again yeah. i'm fucking done yes fingers crossed you know fingers crossed yeah this is a, a sort of a really cynical marketing ploy on our behalf that relies on you genuinely liking what we do and if you don't, this is not going to work. If anything, it might backfire. Either way, so, don't tell us about the result. Yeah, God, just silently give us your money or silently don't. <laughs> the perfect podcast listener. Um, we will see you on the free episode. Stay safe out there. Uh, double check those lottery numbers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.